see you you'll see a little red button up up in the corner um and that means guess what we are live listen it's 2024 and i can't think of a better way to start the season with the champion and the legend himself nolan lampkin thank you so much what an honor it is to have you on the podcast today how you been doing good thanks for having me on chris i really appreciate it yeah, man, no problem. It, it's an honor. And uh, for those who don't know me and Nolan actually met in Jersey, I, I seeked him out. I was straight on Nolan was like, hey, Nolan, what's up? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so here we are, man. Again, it's 2024, uh, 2023. Nolan, the champ. Congratulations, man. What a feeling. What what emotions you gave everybody throughout the season, too, as well. Obviously, uh you're the champ, but uh, just rewind and run a little recap of how 2023 went. Yeah, 2023 was a great year for us. I raced in two classes this past year, Stock 1000 and the Superbike Cup, the Superbike Cup race that all of the Moto America rounds this past year, which was really cool. Um, and we did really well. We dropped a bunch of time, pretty much every track we went to, dropped like two seconds on average this year, the last year uh, per lap. So it was, it was really cool. Uh, my crew chief did a great job this past year. We've been really working on building the whole program up, which is great. Um, been fortunate to have the support of some great, great people and great companies. Visit Indiana, uh, Tomwood Power Sports, RNG. Um, all of them have been really cool, and it's been great to see uh, the progression of the team. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great year. Excited for this upcoming season in uh, 2024. Yeah, it's 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 proper. So you know, watching not watching, but racing in, in two different classes in Moto America. Um, did you find it like, like, did you struggle at all physically or mentally running, running two classes? So the nice thing was we're racing two classes, but it's the same bike. So it wasn't okay. like we were having to rearrange or I wasn't having to think about my braking marker here versus braking marker there, whatever. Right. Um, like in 2022, it was difficult because I would race stock thousand and I'd race super bike cup, but a bunch of people were racing stock thousand and full superbike so they'd go out for egads a time every time they went out this year it was nice because we we're doing an extra two races so it's more physically um as instead of just having the two races we've got four um but for me my i've always been pretty good physically on the bike uh training's been pretty good and riding more motocross and stuff which has been great as well um yeah i mean it was good uh, overall it was had some work for my uh, crew guys having to change tires out and do a bunch of stuff um, in that short time span. But um, yeah, honestly, for me, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's good. I can envision it now uh, with the cart running across the pits, getting the new tires on, running back. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, 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 that's awesome. Man, listen, man, what an awesome start. I mean, your your whole twenty twenty three was, I mean, proper, right? Um, and especially improving your lap times all the time, that just speaks volumes of the progress you have made, you know, um, which is big. And I, I'm looking forward to 2024, man, so we can retain that number one. Yeah, obviously that's the goal. Um, are you doing just one class or are you doing both classes again next year? Doing both classes again this, this upcoming year. Yeah. Doing Super Bike Cup and Stock 1000. It's nice because it's um, for a team like ours, okay, um, Stock thousand only races at five weekends across the Moto America calendar. Superbike Cups at every one. So for me, the growth as a rider, the team, being able to go to all those different tracks, all the different markets from the business side, it's good as well. Um, for me, I just want to go out and do as best I can in any of the races and all of the races that I possibly can. So um, yeah. yeah, looking forward to it. 
yeah, uh, everybody is too. It's it's going to be proper 2024. It's going to be, man, I'm so not used to, we're so in the new year. I'm like, next year, you're you going to have the same plan. We are next year. It's now, right? Yeah. And yeah. look at the setup in the background. What is that, an R6 in the background? Yeah, so this is my dad's shop, um, small little uh, two-car garage. Um, yeah, it's the, the R6 that I raced in 2021. Um, I'll take it on go-kart tracks and stuff, which has been been quite nice. It's I like having that bike compared to some more of the supermoto stuff, just because the feeling is right. And for me, yeah. I can work on body position. I can work on different things that if I'm riding a supermoto bike, the tank is totally different. There isn't a tank. It's so right. different. Um, yeah, it's a cool little setup we got out here. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. It's actually a really nice setup. We got some helmets. You got all that good stuff in the background. What, what is that, RMZ450 in the background I see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a... RMZ 250. Okay, 250. Yeah, Supermoto is awesome, man. I uh, I've owned a couple of them. Um, never really raced one. I'd love to. Uh, when I see you guys going in there, you know, Ashton Yates and everybody, man, they're cocked sideways, posh. I'm like, man, it looks so cool, right? But I know, yeah, I, yeah, I would definitely hit the deck real quick, right? But it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's awesome. But I, I have had some for the street. The best one I had was the Aprilia SX V 550. Um, mm. Man, the thing was a monster, right? But the maintenance on it was so much. It was just, uh, I was working on it more than I was riding it. So I was like, you know what? Bye-bye. But yeah, yeah. super motors are fun, man. And it's really a good way to train. I think, am I, I mean, let me ask you this. Do you think that's probably one of the best ways to train for road racing would be supermoto? Uh, I think it's an interesting question. Um, for me, the best thing that you can do is whatever you want to do. Um, some people, they swear by riding a supermoto and they do great. Some people swear by riding a flat track bike and they do great. Some swear yeah. by riding a motocross bike and they do great. Um, I just like doing all of them. So it doesn't really matter to me. Um, riding on the supermoto bike is cool. Um, and I can get on the asphalt and it's great. There's a motocross place that I can go to that's not far from me. Um, and that's good too. I just try and mix it up and not only focus on one thing, yeah. do a bunch of different stuff. Well, that makes sense, right? Because you obviously use your body differently motocrossing than you do super. Well, supermoto is kind of the same, but road racing to motocross, right? You you do use the same movements, but it's different, right? So you're training different muscles versus, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and there's different things you can pick up kind of with each different discipline. Like in New Jersey this past year, the track was so bumpy. It was crazy how bumpy it was. Um, and like all the way through turn three, uh, basically I was standing up the whole time because the bike was moving around so much. It's like, okay, this is like riding a motocross bike where you got to just stand up pretty much the whole lap. So um, there's different stuff I think you can pick from each of them. Yeah. <laughs> Nolan's like, I'm looking for the berm out here in turn three, Jersey. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, so like when you ride motocross, right? Because I, I grew up riding motocross, but I was – I never raced, but I just love to ride, right? Um, but I was never the guy to where um, – you see that triple over there? No, I'm going on the outside of that. I have the little jumps, but I'm not with all that. So is that something you do too there? You just fourth gear wide open pin and just rail it? Oh, definitely not. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I like the turns. The jumps are – I forget. I remember Roger Hayden saying it one time, but the turns are for the dough. The jumps are for show. Um, True. And there's some stuff you can pick up, but I don't know. For me, it's – I just want to get better at road racing. It's yeah. Not going out there to send a quad. And I'm not James Stewart. Right. Yeah. I mean, and man, those guys are probably James Stewart was one of my favorites growing up in Supercross. Of course, Jeremy McGrath, right. And Ricky Carmichael and all them guys, but it was something about Stewart, man. It was, 
just his riding style, the way he just approached it, it was it was just different. He was different than everybody else. Oh, yeah. That's what you know drew me to him. So, but yeah, so Nolan, man, you know, uh, I obviously watched the podcast with you with you and Dust on it, so I know how you got into it. But those that did not be able to catch that episode, uh, how did you get into motorcycles to begin with? So I got my first bike at two and a half. Santa Claus brought it for me. Um, so I started riding a JR50. My family is actually into drag racing, so. Um, my grandfather back in the day, he um, drag raced my mom, my dad. Uh, my dad was more into the engineering side of it and like building the bikes themselves. Um, so I was nine, eight or nine, and my dad had asked me if I wanted to start drag racing. I said, no, I, I want to do the turns. And he was like, turns? What does that mean? So um, <laughs> then went and found a mini, mini track, a go-kart track over in Ohio. Um, the surface on that would make New Jersey look like a brand new surface that thing in ohio is crazy but um yeah just been making steps uh went to the go-kart track on the jr50 and the kx65 and stepped up to an rs 125 um on big tracks and just kind of started going from there yeah man rs25 what a um what a proper bike that is right uh it's you know i i don't see a lot of kids growing up now racing the rs125 right they, they, it's it's kx65 and then they do flat track or whatever on a crf uh 100 right or maybe a 125 ttr and then um goes up from there uh i always love the two strokes those are always my favorite um proper i mean nothing like it right like the old 502 strokes nolan oh yeah. man right dude uh so Young Santa Claus, JR50, the best Santa ever, right? Best Christmas ever to this day. Uh, and then, so what What made you transition into road racing? Um, I mean, really, it was my dad asking. I'd ride around in the cul-de-sac um, and then started my mini bike and went from there. Honestly, I don't know exactly what sparked the, the interest in road racing in particular. I don't know if it was MotoGP. I don't remember the timeline quite exactly, but we had MotoGP coming to Indianapolis and being from Indiana, from Indianapolis, it's, um, I'd always go to the speedway and seeing that stuff was always super cool for me. Yeah. It's, you know, I've never been to a, a speedway race. Sorry. I'm, I'm looking down on my phone cause I'm actually emailing, uh, Sherman, the, the, the link so he could jump back in. But, um, and also, okay. also, uh, if, if you see on the computer, you see Facebook where they don't show no face or no names, right? Because it goes on live on my personal page plus pin the gas depends on where they watch it from. So if I, if I have my phone open, I look down, I can give them a big old shout out and all that good stuff. But uh, listen, it's, it's, um, I would love to go see a real flat track race. Uh, I watch it on TV and I just say to myself, like, those guys are proper nuts. No front brake. They're just whipping in the corner, you know, dude, the handlebars this far from the ground. And it's just, it's all in. Um, I yeah. couldn't imagine the feeling of that. Yeah. Stuff's crazy. Um, I've never, never done a speedway race. I think Owen Williams used to race uh, speedway, but that stuff is crazy. Going to Indianapolis motor speedway. Um, much more kind of <laughs> what I grew up with. Yeah. You know, I've I been, I've been to every Moto GP race at Indy except for one, um, man, I used to love coming to Indiana. It was, it was just so different. So cool. Right. Um, we stayed at the hotel right across from, um, this, the, I think it was the practice field for the Colts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right downtown. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Um, and I remember one year they had all the streets name, like, you know, Rossi and all this stuff. And actually in my other yeah. room, Nolan, I got a, uh, a big cardboard cutout. Look, we got, we have another special guest in the house, Jorge Lorenzo in 2024. <laughs> so yeah, I got this and um a, a big old inaugural MotoGP cardboard poster that's huge with Nikki Hayden. Oh, that's cool. All. Yeah, it was cool, man. I remember I walked in the hotel and I was like, I need that. Went straight to the manager. I was like, can I have that at the end of the weekend? He said, yeah. So, and he kept his word, which which was really good. Um, yeah. So yeah, man, motocross. It's it's uh you still do a lot of training on motocross too as well, right? Yeah, it's uh, do kind of all of it. Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, there's a place kind of close by me that's cool to go to, um, build a flat track there as well, which is nice. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. I would love to, like, like I said earlier, give a flat track a go. We, we got a couple motocross tracks around here. Well, yeah, kind of not, not like professional motocross tracks, but there's, you know, I'm in Virginia, so there's a lot of trail riding and stuff that people go on. That's actually how I tore tendons in my wrist was, uh, yeah. Last mm. time I went trail riding on a dirt bike. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's it, two wheels are, are, I'm like, you know, and I'm such a, a fan ever since I was a little kid and I laid my eyes on a motorcycle. That was it for me. That was been my passion and my love since then. Um, do you, do you do any other sports besides motorcycles at all? Right now, I mean, I'll do kind of dabble in different things. Um, I used to play golf. Um, my dad used to joke that I was a better golfer than I was a motorcycle racer. <laughs> um, one, like the the place we went to, like the championship when I was eight or nine, I think. Um, the little championship we had then, which is kind of cool. But um, really, it's racing just takes up so much time. And it's what I love to do. I ride bicycles, mountain bike, road bike. Um, started rock climbing here lately, but I don't know. Nice. It's just it's cool. Nice rock climbing, man. Um, that's uh, that's dangerous, ain't it? Rock climbing. That's uh, uh did did you free rock climb? Oh no no no. I mean, oh. it's like in a place downtown Indianapolis. Oh like, dude, yeah, I do that. Yeah, me and my son yeah. go down there to the little bounce house where they got it, yeah. and I get on there. So like back in the day, though, Ben Bostrom used to do that, and I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, you're plumb nuts. I mean, yeah. there's no well, way I'm climbing up a 500 foot cliff with just chalk on your hand. Nah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Well, I love Indiana, love Indiana, but we don't really have that in Indiana. No, you don't. No, you're right. It's all flat in Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is, man. So uh, growing up, that's all you did. You didn't want to play soccer or football or baseball or anything like that. Growing up, I played different sports. Um, started playing football when I was in second grade or something, I think golf um and then played tennis for a bit uh, which is cool as well um, yeah i like tennis man i tried to play it and uh i got a buddy well i ain't talked to him for years this was when i lived in the other state man he used to play all the time and i used to try and it's tennis it looks easy it's not it's like golf right everybody says, oh i can get out there and hit this golf ball i'm like and i like to play golf too i don't do it very much um on tiger woods i'm a beast so anytime you want to step up we can get it on <laughs> tiger woods but in real life, man, you know, it's it's it, when you finally connect that ball and you hit it, and that, it just you send it. You feel so good. And then the next 400 shots you take ain't, you know, too good. You're going to get them out of the water or you. Yeah, everywhere. But it it's a good time to me. Golf is one of the most mental challenging games there is. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so uh, before you prepare for any race, do you have any rituals you do, Nolan? Like, are you any type of superstitions, left boot on before the right, you know, lucky underwear, socks or any of that good stuff? 
Yeah, I mean, I think every racer's got some level of superstitions to us. Um, if some racer says they don't, I don't believe them. Um, I have a pre-ride routine that I'll do most of the times. Um, I'll foam roll, do some stretching, uh, warm-up stuff, um, jump rope, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, <laughs> I have a few weird things that I'll do. Um, I don't want to do them too much to where it's like if I don't have it, then stuff's off. Whereas at one time, it was like, oh, I needed to wear this undersuit or like this one was the good one or whatever. But it's like, uh, it was nice because I got some stuff from Revit this year and they're all the exact same. So I'm like, all right, cool. I can kind of put that stuff to bed. Um, but I do, the one weird thing that I do is I wear my socks inside out. Um, There's a movie that I had seen, Finding Forrester, in middle school. And Sean Connery talks about how you wear socks inside out because the seams um, are on the inside. And how it, in some cultures, it's good luck to wear things inside out. But that's just me being weird. Ironically, me and my brother both do it. And we learn, like, he's 14 years older than me. And we were talking wow. about it randomly. And we do the exact same thing when we watch a movie at the same age. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny. Dude, that's awesome, man. So, so is that something you still do today is wear your socks inside out all the time? Like, like even when you're not racing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said, I'm gonna have to try that and see how it feels. That's that's good. That's good. Yeah, you're right, man. A lot of racers, um, they have their own own niche, right? Whether it's a certain type of music, certain song. Um, obviously everybody's got their own little pre-workout routine you do, right? Whether you're riding a stationary bike or whatever, right? I, I like uh before I go out on a ride, I like to I guess meditate, but I like to sit down and, and do breathing exercises, get the blood flow and the oxygen and all that good stuff up. And because I'm a real big uh Advent for ice baths. I love taking ice baths. Um, mm. A lot of people look at me like I'm crazy. No, like it'll be, you know, 34 degrees outside. I'll go out there and my swim trunks and jump straight in the ice bath for like three minutes. And everybody's like, what is wrong with this guy? Of course it is cold right at first. You're like, Ugh. but the, the, the trick of it is, is to get your breath under control. Right. And once you get yeah. your breathing under control, you're not cold no more. It's, it's such a euphoric, weird feeling. Right. But then once you get out, it's like your body kind of craves it. It's, it's, it's weird. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a uh, look, Kevin Horny, my man, what is up? Kevin says, can't wait to watch all of this later. Nolan is awesome. No, Nolan is a legend for sure. He is awesome. Absolutely. And my man, Luke Hedger's watching. What is up, Luke? Luke, Luke's a good mate of mine. He races out there in BSB. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's cool, man. He, and Trevor Watson is so cold. It burns. <laughs> The, the ice bath. No, I could see where, where he's coming from. Uh, sometimes, yeah. I mean, when you jump in real cold water, just like if you're really cold and you put your hand under hot water, it's kind of the same burning kind of little sensation at first. But, man, I love ice baths. They're, they're really Is that something you do, like, when it's real hot outside to try to recover at all? Not really. I mean, I, there's some stuff that I want to try, but, <clears throat> I mean, uh, not not particularly. I mean, the nice thing is Indiana. We've got kind of the worst of both weather. Um, so it's cold in the winter and hot in the summer. Um, so it's good training for pretty much everything. And um, it'll be humid Indiana. So it's, okay, we're racing down in Alabama or at Coda. I do enough stuff outside. Um, and I ride bicycles outside. Honestly, the thing for me that I've kind of figured out is if I ride my bicycle outside in the heat and just go for like two hours, I kind of just get adapted to the heat. Because the people, they're just going out and then they come right back inside. They go out and they come right back inside. But if you go out and do something, I feel if I get my heart rate up for a while, then the heat doesn't really have too much of an effect. Obviously, it's still hot, um, and I'm no different than anybody else, but yeah. it's one of the things that I found to help me. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it just makes sense, right? The more you're out there, the more your body's moving. It's just like you go outside and you're cold at first, you know, just the more you move your body around, the you're not going to be cold anymore. It's you, you adapt to it. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So, uh, obviously, I don't – can you talk about 2024 yet or is that still kind of up in the air as far as exactly what's going to happen? I mean, it's still up in the air. For me, I'm going to be racing in Stock 1000 and then I'm going to race a Superbike Cup, um, just working on getting everything um, kind of figured out. It's been nice. It's been growing to help grow my team um, and my dad and my crew chief, Dustin, and mechanic, Donnie. Guys are great. Um, so it's nice to have a solid foundation and working on doing what we can to help build up for this next year because um, there's improvements and stuff that we can, can make and because every dollar that I get is going in to the team. So it's working on how to get it all kind of sorted out. Um, yeah. Because there's – it should be exciting, though. Yeah, it's it, – Damn right, it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be proper mega, man. You're gonna listen, man. Uh, you know I'm gonna be in your corner, uh, retaining that title with you. That's gonna be. I can't wait for the season to start. It's gonna be, yeah. It's gonna be so. It's gonna come up quick, right? It's like, uh, I hate it when race season's over, but I'm such a nerd. I go back and rewatch reruns of uh, mm-hmm. you know, MotoGP, Superbike, BSB, um. All that good stuff. You know what I'd love to see, Nolan? I would love to actually see you out there racing in British Superbike. Is that something you ever thought about, going overseas and, and giving it a crack? I mean, it'd be cool for sure. I'd love to be able to race overseas someday. Um, BSB is cool. I think Thruxton was one of the tracks that I watched. And I think that track looks cool. Um, I'd love to be able to go there. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, Cadwell Park, hands down. <sighs> Is listen, dude, no, Nolan. I just got back from there in August. It was it's a dream of mine, right? So I got a good mate, Dave Neal. He has his own podcast, Off Track Podcast. You see his T-shirt hanging up in the background right here. <clears throat> um, he come out to Coda. I had him on as you know my pal. We become good mates anyway. I told him I was like, dude, BS. So real quick, BSB is my favorite race organization. I know a lot of people give me shit when I say this. It's not because I don't think there's Luke's so much faster than Nolan, right? Or any of that. It's to me, Nolan, that there's super bikes. They don't have all those electronics on it. So it's the old school proper. This is your tracks control. This is all that. Right. So to me growing up in that era, you know, in the, in the, in the nineties, Doug Chandler and, you know, Scott Russell and all that. I just feel like, uh, now when you watch MotoGP, man, it's just gotten so uh, wizardy, right? Like PlayStation, Xbox, it, it, it takes away from the sport, in my opinion. Um, but that's why BSB to me is, is my favorite, plus tracks too, right? I mean, come on, man. Cadwell Park, you got Donington, you got Silverstone, man. Droxton, they got they got some proper tracks. We do too. I'm not saying that, right? I'm not bad-mouthing Moto America because I love it, but – yeah, that's why I, I love BSB. And I'm going to tell you, Nolan, right now, if you go go to Codwell Park and you see them got proper jump off that mountain, you're going to be like, holy shit. It is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen on two wheels besides the Isle of Man TT. Um, which, speaking of which, is that something you would do? Is consider ever going to the TT? I mean, I'd love to go as a fan. I'm not going to race it. Um, it's cool. I, I enjoy watching as a spectator. I remember watching it at Road America this year. Um, I was with JP Pridmore, um yeah. and watching it. It's like, okay, cool. Like the, the racing on the cliffs, that looks cool. The racing in the street when there's like curbs right there and literally the, the bike's wheeling, setting down, and there's a building like right here. I, I'm good. I mean, I respect those guys. Those guys are crazy. It's just not going to be me. Yeah, that's – so the TT's hands down my favorite – 
single race of the year. That that whole proper fortnight is what they call the, the two weeks. It's uh to me, now I got a couple mates that actually race uh in at the TT my Force Dunn and Joey Thompson. Um it's to me, those guys just they have some a different switch mentally, right? Um, where I guess the best way I can explain it is your safe space, right, Nolan? So we're out here at Coda. We got a safe space and all this runoff, right? So we're comfortable pushing and crashing because we don't fear it versus if me and you went to the Isle of Man TT and we rode a bicycle around there, me and you'd be looking at you going, holy shit, they're doing 200 mile an hour proper through here, right? There is no way, right, because our safe zone and our, our space is like this now, right? So our brain is just something different, I think, uh, mentally. But it's uh, man, those guys are just ballistic, <laughs> absolute ballistic. William Posse, what is up? He says, he says, uh, you will do cold plunges when he gets older, racing against time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, Trevor. Trevor says, does the SBK Cup champ get to run a number one or have some sort of different color number plate to show that you're the defending champ in the cup? I don't actually know and if we can run anything like that. All I know for me is I just want to go out and do do the best we can. Uh, racing in the Superbike Cup, it's nice having the other stock thousand bikes. Um, it's also right nice racing against the full Superbikes as well. Um, yeah, I don't really care. I'm going to go out and do the best we can. So are you going to run the, the number uno on that bike this year? I don't know if we can or okay. not. That's oh, okay. Thing. Yeah, I, that's I right. Know. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, William says, enjoy chasing Nolan around all year. Looking forward to 2024. Yes, sir. Let's go. That's awesome, man. William, I'm trying to think of who William is. I don't know. Yeah, he raced in uh, in Stock 1000 this past year. I don't know where he finished up, uh, but he's on a GSXR 1000. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Man, I tried. Man, I met so many people at Jersey. That was my main goal is go around, introduce myself, say hi to everybody, and it was uh it was wild. It was crazy. It was an experience for sure. I, I tell you that. Then we got another one from Daniel. I follow Gary, and he has a system of cold plunging and grounding and breathing techniques. You should really check him out. It's been life changing, racing and physical health. Yeah, listen, I, I do the Wim Hof method. Uh, myself, Daniel. Um, have you heard of Wim Hof, Nolan? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the Iceman. Yeah, yeah. So actually, a buddy of mine I went to high school with. He actually he's a certified uh, uh, instructor through through Wim Hof. So I went out there. That's how he introduced me to uh, cold bass. So we actually met again at a bar one night watching a, our. We have a fellow friend that jams out in a bar uh, <clears throat> in a band, and he's like, "Man, you you want to take an ice bath?" I was like, "Hell no." Who wants to take an ice bath? What are you crazy? Right. And then he started talking to me about all the benefits and stuff. He's like, man, just watch this YouTube video. And I was like, you know what? I know I'm the type of person. Let's try it. And yeah, he's yeah. right. It uh it, it's helped me out a lot. It really has, especially as I've gotten older, because I'm 45, right? Um, I'm not a young chicken no more. Uh wish, right? But I think again, that's all in your brain, right? To me, I'm still I feel like I'm 20. I that's how I think, that's how I right. It it's it keeps yeah. you young, right? Um yeah. But I do notice benefits uh, from day to day by doing. I, I try to do, you know, three or four times a week for sure. Um, for sure, yeah, it, it helps. But man, dude, I yeah, uh, going back to BSB real quick, Nolan. Uh, I would love to see you guys out there. I would love it to go back to where they actually had um, BSB guys and Moto America guys would race together, like a Trans Cup. I think it was called. I can't remember. It was it was a long time ago. 
I always thought that that was a good idea. Like take a couple of the road races around, you know, the countries and bring them here for like, you know, a couple races. And then we go over there and, and, you know, even playing field on their tracks. Um, yeah, I think it would be cool. I really think you would enjoy the, have you ever been over the UK? Um, I might, I think I went when I was younger, um, took like a family trip when I was like, yeah, six or something. um, it's awesome. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. And I've been to Spain to try out for the Red Bull Rookies Cup. Um, and I was in seventh grade or something, I think. How uh, so? Uh, I got certain friends that actually tried out for the Red Bull Cup, uh, Rookie Cup, and I, I can't really talk too much about it. They didn't really have that good of experience, right? How was the experience for you at the Red Bull Rookie Cup? I thought it was really cool. I enjoyed it. Um, everybody has a different experience when they go, yeah, there. For, of course. Um, some people they get they got really wrapped up in the speed and this and that. Um, this one guy got picked and this other guy didn't get picked. This guy was faster than him. So why did this other guy get picked? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> it was a good experience for me. Um, it's, uh, really kind of changed my life. Um, just in uh, the whole experience. Some people also, they went over there and they would go and they'd stay in the Hilton hotel and they would eat at all of like the American restaurants and do these different things. And, um, for us, we were able to find a hotel, like a bed and breakfast. Because uh, we were down in the south of Spain um, for Monte Blanco was the track. And we nice. found some bed and breakfast, and it was a really cool experience. The worst part was just figuring out um, how different they ate than what we did here, where, like, restaurants didn't open up until 8 o'clock at night. Um, and just the timing of everything, it was crazy. But I had a good experience. Um, really showed me a lot. And, um, yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was an eye opener, and you're right about that. People eat late, right? I'm not. I, I, I'm the type of person where it's five thirty. I'm like, I like to cook. I don't know about you, but I like to cook. I get that from my mom, right? So I'm like, I, I used to get off at four p.m., right? I come home. I'm like, what do you guys want to eat for dinner? Uh, you're for yourself. I'm like, okay, I'll still cook me whatever, like what whatever steak and mushrooms and asparagus and all this, right? But I like to eat early. I don't like to eat late, right? I like to at six thirty, like I'm. I really don't want to eat after that. I like to, you know, just give my body enough time for the next, cause I like to fast too, right? I guess the older I get, the, mm. not the less that I eat, but I really watch what I eat. Right. And I, at certain times and yeah, all that good stuff, just trying to yeah help. But Spain, Spain, I've never been to Spain. I would love to go. Uh, the UK was, was different for the foods. Cause I was, I remember I was at Codwell and I, I went to go, go get a hot dog. I was like, he's like, what you want on your hot dog, mate? I was like, uh, let me get uh chili and uh, some jalapenos and coleslaw. And he just looked at me like a deer in headlights. He's like, we don't have that. <laughs> I was like, well, what yeah. you got? He's like, we got yeah. onions and curry sauce. I was like, <clears throat> that works. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the food was good. I tried that black pudding, dude. I listen, my advice, if you want to try it, go ahead. But it was not good at all. Nolan, I'm sorry, everybody over there. I was not a fan of the black pudding. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, but everything else is really good. There's fish and chips. You always hear about that was the best thing I ate. Uh, me and my buddy yeah. actually went, um, he took me into Kent and, uh, where his parents live and we went up by the seaside and got fresh oysters and, you know, the, the fresh fish and chips. Oh my God. It was so amazing. It was uh really good, but the weather's a lot like it is here, man. It's, it's cold. It rains a lot. Well, more like Florida, I would say, you know, it's, it's, it's warm, but then it could rain and get cold and then turn around and be oh, okay. and sunshine again and all that good stuff. So, yeah. So like, I'll tell you like this, when I was going to Cadwell park, 
I didn't know whether I, I really needed to have a backpack and bring shorts, pants, a rain jacket, right, and, and a beanie hat and a regular hat because you have 30 minutes from now it could be completely different. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was an experience, and and I have a lot of you know good mates over there, and, and I tell them all the time what we do here in America better than any race organization I've ever been to, MotoGP, World Superbike, you know, wherever, is that we have an open pit policy, meaning that I don't have to have a special pass. I don't have to know Nolan to get a special pass to get in, you know, to certain areas to meet the riders. You you buy your ticket, you park, you show up, and boom, there's Nolan Lampkin, right? There's, there's you know, Gagne, and you can approach him. Um, and I think that's so huge for the sport. I, I, yeah. I believe that if they would take that concept – you know, uh, MotoGP and all them, I think it would, for one, bring more fans out because just to be honest, man, it's hard to justify paying, you know, let's say I go to Texas, right? It's, you know, $2,000 trip, you know, at least, and you might not be able to meet anybody. Right. Yeah. So what's the motivation for next year besides to see the race live when I could sit at home and pocket my money and spend it on, my RC 51 or my, my track bike. Right. I mean, let's just be honest, right. Versus, Hey, I can go to Moto America and I can pay $80 for a ticket. And guess what? I can meet everybody very easily. And to me, that, that means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for the sport, man. Uh, Holly class, the, the, the bagger class, would you do that? The baggers are interesting. I certainly wouldn't say no. They're, it's crazy to see how they've kind of grown and developed the last few years. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know I am one of the taller guys, but I think Jake Lewis is fitting on one, so I should be should be just fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you and Jake are about the same height. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty sure you are. Dude, yeah, and I see like, you know, uh them guys will go out there and they'll get them Harleys just completely and Indians completely sideways. And I'm like, this is just plum nuts, right? Yeah, it's, it's such a cool yeah. class though. I, I really think the bagger class helped Moto America out. Um, as far okay. as grow, you, you know, I, I do, I, I believe that. And, uh, actually the baggers is, will be in BSB. I don't know if they're going to be there All in right. 2024, but I'm pretty sure in 2025, which is going to be, that's going to be mental seeing the batches yeah. go around cop, you know, especially a place like Cadwell, uh, Cadwell, uh, I, just last time I'm gonna talk about it, but it's cool because once you come over the mountain jump, it's like it it narrows down so narrow, it's kind of like a little mini TT course because you literally got tire walls on both sides, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It's... And then it opens up. It's just uh, it's one of the best races I've ever been to. It was it was proper, man. But anyway, enough of all that. So 2024, we're gonna back up this champion. No one's gonna be champ again in 2024, right? Um. Five-year plan, Nolan. Where do you see yourself in five years racing? What is the goal? I'm, I mean, my goal is do the best I can each year. Um, sometimes people can get too far strung out into advance, and um, I want to do the best that I can at the situation that we've got right now. I'd love to be able to race overseas and be in Europe. Right now, it's all about growing um, my program and doing what we've got. This last year was great for us, um, but again, it's just uh, – we did everything this last year on one set of used electronics and um, having to use some other stuff. So um, looking to make the upgrades and stuff that we've got for this year and then being able to kind of go after that. Um, sometimes you can look too far out in advance and then you get lost in it all. Um, when the only thing that matters is what we're doing. 
kind of right now. Uh, man, I really like that answer. That is a proper answer. Yes, you're right. Keep the focus in between the chapters. Look what's right in front of you, right? N not think too much right. of. So have you ever thought about like a backup plan once racing ends as far as job-wise? Do you have anything in particular? I mean, there's different things that we can do. Right now, my focus is on racing. I love day, it, dude. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I, the future is the future. Um, and everything that I'm doing, bringing on uh, different team partners, being able to have Visit Indiana come on board is super cool. And all of those things are transferable to other things kind of later in life. Um, I'd love to be able to just focus on only the writing, but uh, that's not the current situation right now. So I'm putting all this effort into help, like helping with all of the management of the team that's transferable to other stuff later in life because the team is me, my dad, and my crew chief. Um, yeah. It's not like we've got some crazy operation. So there's always something to do. Yeah. So, so in the future, Nolan's going to have his own team. Right. And have his own riders on there. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Be, being a team owner one day. I mean, it'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The nice thing is I want to be able to provide the situation that I didn't have. I mean, my family's not in racing. It's yeah. um, we're learning everything as we go along. There's so much to learn. There's so many different things. If I could help be that for somebody else, I think that would be be really cool. Um, my dad's not a racer. I'm the first racer my family's ever had. Um, and if I could do that, I think it would be truly special. And, and and you're doing it proper, Nolan, because you're already a champ. That's yeah. Congratulations. I know Daddy's proud, hundred percent. Because I would be. I'd be bragging all the time. Dude, my son, he just won the twenty two. Let's go. Yeah, my my son would be like, dude, go away, right? So like, uh, so uh, it, it was funny. Uh, I text my son earlier because he he starts school tomorrow. I'm really close with my son. His name's Hayden Rossi after Nikki Hayden Valentino. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he for real. Uh, dude, when my wife was pregnant with him, I used to uh, put my little head jacket on, on the stereo while MotoGP was playing and put it on his stomach, right? Because, of course, I wanted him to be this motorcycle guy, be in love with him. Like, he is not into motorcycles. He loves to go to the races with me. Um, he's really good friends with Yondel Mendia. He goes there, and then he talks about riding when we get home, but it's, it's Oculus and Legos and all that. He ain't. But anyway, no, what I was saying is I call him mini-me. Ever since okay. he was born, my mini me, right? Because we look almost identical. So yeah. I texted him today when he's out with. He texted me earlier and was like, "Hey, I'm going out with Nana." Blah 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 blah. We're going to Chick Fil A. I said, "Okay, I love you, mini me." And he says, "I love you, the show." And I look at my phone. <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, it's it's yeah, it's uh, yeah." It just caught me totally off guard, right, Nolan? Like nobody ever calls me that, but him. And well, people do call me that, but it's weird to hear. My son called me yeah. that, right? And my, my dad called me that because my dad, oh, the show. I'm like, shut up, dad. <laughs> yeah, shut up, dad. Yeah, it's cool. Did I, did I introduce you to my dad out there in Jersey? I don't think so, no. I yeah. mean, it was raining so much. It was kind of everybody was oh, off and everything. Bro, that weekend was it was a crazy weekend. I, I don't see how you guys, uh, I, I, as a spectator on my end, I seen swimming pools everywhere, right? I'm like, yeah, so how was it? Uh, out there on the track, like, did you get any hydro glide? Did you guys hydro glide at all out there? It honestly wasn't that bad. Um, New Jersey is always an interesting track in the rain. I decided to go back this next year with the resurface and all that. Um, it was raced there and one time in the rain, I was like, man, this is terrible. Um, but this year was actually pretty good. Um, I really enjoyed it. The races were good. Um, the because we had two races in 
for super bikes yeah. the one on saturday was a full rain race um which was great um and then the race on sunday was a wet to dry track and some people tried different gambles they tried going out on slicks even though there was still water on track but it didn't quite work out i had on rains like everybody else and the biggest thing was just keeping the keeping the tires alive because it was pretty much a dry track except for a handful of areas which the bike would move around a lot going into turn one because there was a huge stream just running across the track um i enjoyed it riding in the rain is always cool and i quite enjoy it listen i, I when i first started riding um street bikes i grew up riding dirt bike stuff never raced like i said but instead of buying a car at 16 i bought a brand new 1996 zx6r was my first street okay. bike. and my mom was always like i can't believe you buying a bike blah 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 she's always my mom's not an advocate of motorcycles or guns right but that's a whole nother story so uh she's like what are you gonna do when it rains i'm like i gotta get wet what are you gonna do when it's cold yeah. i said i got Dress up like the Michelin man. I mean, I'll be okay, right? This is this is what I want to do. This is this is my love. And yeah, it's uh yeah, you you adapt, but I was the type of person where it was raining. I called my buddies, hey man, you guys want to go riding? They're like, hell no, it's raining. I'm like, okay, I'm going riding. It was something about riding in the rain that was man, it taught you so much more, right? How much yeah. grip your tires actually have in the rain, how hard you can actually brake. And something about like the noise hitting the helmet when you had a stoplight, it's just do 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 you know it's it's uh it's just a different experience, you know. It's it's something I always enjoy. Now riding in super, super cold weather, even though I like ice baths, yeah, I don't really like riding in super cold weather. Like the coldest was 18 degrees for me. Um and it was horrible. I did not like it. I was not having fun. I was so tense on the bike. I mean, I don't even see how I made it home, you know, that cold. It's uh can be very dangerous but yeah the rain yeah and i love watching you guys race in the rain um watching you guys on tv screaming on my couch versus being there actually hands on the fence all pressing let's go you know shaking the fence it's completely yeah. different and and the speed you guys e even in the rain yeah you guys might be what what is it four seconds a lap slower in the rain i i don't know off the top of my head okay well we'll just say Something four seconds like right uh yeah Man, you guys are scooting, right? To have that feel through the rain like you guys do is just phenomenal, right? So, yeah. uh, Dre, uh, how do I want to word this? Racing on those rain tires, you get so much feel, right? Uh, it's different at speed on a rain tire than it is a dry slick. The feeling of the motorcycle, correct? Yeah, the biggest thing is the tires because they're – might have one um because they have the ridges and then the whole thing is moving all the time like it's the tires themselves flex yeah which we don't have on dunlop slick on yeah. a slick it's it, it is a lot more i'd almost describe the bike as nervous when it's on rains i mean that it makes sense because you're right i've seen rain tires and if anybody haven't seen them in real life you, on tv you're like yeah that's got treads in it no in real life they got tr their deep groove treads on those things yeah and they're uh yeah. They're super soft. Yeah. That's what blew me away when I finally got to touch and I was like, oh my God, this thing's like really, really soft, but they're made to be that way to tread the water and, you know, grip and right. tread the water and create the heat in the tires. Because that's one of the, the other tires. things is when those tires are moving, they're creating friction, it's creating heat. Yeah. Um, and if it's cold outside, you need the heat for the actual uh, grip between the tire and the asphalt. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, 
What's your favorite track here in America? I don't really have a favorite track, um, just because it's such a racing is such a mental sport. Um, we were talking earlier about how golf or tennis are very mental. For me, racing is tremendously so. Um, so I don't really have a favorite track, so to speak, because then whenever you go there, you're like, this is the place I love. Yeah. And if something happens and you're like, man, this, I was, my expectations were so high. Um, that is difficult. But um, I do like Utah Motorsports Campus out in Utah. That place is amazing. I'm so sad that we don't go back. But uh, Miller Motorsport was such back. a proper track. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Okay. So we don't, your favorite track is the track you win on. We'll, we'll just say that, right? When I won on that track right now, this is my favorite track. Do you have any like favorite corners uh, of any tracks? Like, dude, turn three at Road <clears throat> Atlanta is like, Bro, I love this corner. Yeah. Um, let me think about that for a second. I mean, there's a handful of turns that I really like. Um, honestly, I think it's turn 10 at Laguna. The right-hander is always cool. Um, and turn one at Brainerd is pretty cool. Turn one and two, both of those are, are great. Insane. Yeah. To, to me, though, man, at Laguna, turn one's to me, is the most proper corner at Laguna Seca because it's, what, fifth gear pin, left, blind, you can't even see over the crest. It's uh, yeah. That right there is that hold my beer and watch this corner, if you know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's certainly crazy. And, um, like, this year at Laguna, they repaved the track, so the surface is totally different. And I was having issues where it, there's sometimes I'd hit a bump going over turn one, and it felt like my wheels were coming up off the ground. Um, and then I listened to Richard Stamboli talk about the track afterwards and everything that I was feeling on that track was the exact same thing that he was saying. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Just because it was like, man, it's, I know what I'm feeling, but it just felt kind of strange. Turn one of Laguna is crazy because like you said, it's a fifth gear turn. You're almost wide open. The biggest thing that I found is you got to be all the way wide. Like you've got to see the dirt on the right-hand side of the track before you turn in. Um, just because then it helps open up the whole corner. But sometimes people are going across and it's super uh they're feeling super nervous going over it, but it's just because they enter a bit too tight sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it is, you know, it's one of those same thing. I've been, I went to Laguna in 05, first year MotoGP comeback. And uh, when you actually see right there where turn one is, you're like, dude, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and how it's actually a hill. It's not, you know, flat with a little bump. It's actually a hill and it goes to the left oh, yeah. and then, and then it opens up. It's like, it's kind of like, uh, well, it's not kind of like it's, well, a little bit. I'll say turn one at Coda, right? Because you're coming up this steep hill, and then it bottlenecks as you go to the left, and then it opens back up as you're coming back down. But, you know, in, unless you catch the drone or the helicopter from it, you really don't – even sometimes it's it's so quick, you don't really notice it until you're actually there. And I'm standing oh, at yeah. the fence, and I was like, dude. Yeah, you're looking up. Bro, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, it's like, yeah. bam. So what's yeah. the feeling like wide open coming up to that? at coda yes honestly it's on the bike you don't really feel it that much i mean obviously you know it's there and you're going into it um the biggest thing is when you're standing on pit lane and you're looking up towards turn one you're like okay i know there's a bit of a hill there and you're looking up thinking man I, this is a ramp into the sky like bro uh, i feel like you could hit that fifth gear and just launch it and just be gone yeah it's uh even to walk up the hill to go up there to sit to watch it turn one's uh yeah, it's steep. Then you realize, yeah. you're like, bro, it's it's uh, especially if you got you're all the way up there and you got to use the bathroom. You go all the way back down the hill and try and come all the way back up that bad boy. You're like, man, I need to work out some more. Shit, this is kicking my ass. Yeah, it's uh, I, I always like Coda, man. Coda's a cool track. It's uh, it's different than the other track we have here here in America. And I'm happy Mid Ohio's coming back. What do you think about that? Yeah. 
yeah, I'm excited to go back to Mid Ohio. It's the closest track that we've got to Indiana, which is cool. Yeah. It's only like three hours. Wow, three hours. This is a this is a uh, walk down the street. So um, yeah, I'm excited. The new surface should be cool too. I'd ridden there once before, I think in 2014, and it was like over. It was overcast and foggy, and I was on a Morawaki 250, and the bike was sliding all over the place. It's like man, this is crazy because. The issue was you couldn't ride there if it was wet. So when it was foggy out in the morning, it put just enough moisture out for you, us to be sliding all over. Man, um, love to go there. And now that they've got it repaved, I'm super excited to to be able to go back. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited. I always like Mid Ohio, man. Honestly, dude, I'm bummed that they took VIR off the calendar because I'm like an hour and twenty minutes away from VIR. And yeah, I've been bummed ever since that. I wish they would come back. Hopefully, one day they will. Did you like VIR? Yeah, VIR was cool. I mean, pretty much every track I really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the facilities at VIR were were super cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's cool. The, the the PS, if anybody's listening, bring your own food because the concessions there they they're not that good, man. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I, I that's that's the only thing. But yeah, it's cool, man. VIR is cool. The North Course, the South Course. I, I go down there and watch the 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 Ferraris and the Lambos and all that, which is which is really cool. Now them guys all around those corners out there at that track it's 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 crazy um and i i love how in moto america man like i said everybody's easily approached and a lot a lot of them you get pretty close to the tracks at a lot of the circuits you know you're not yeah. so far back to where you know uh, uh like at coda there's certain spots you can go to where you feel like you're i mean you're still about 10 15 yards away but it, it's close enough right um yeah and I love being that close. That's why I always want to go to the Isle of Man TT. And I'm like right there. And they're coming by. Just I couldn't imagine that feeling. That'd be that would be proper, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Be good stuff, man. Good stuff. So uh Nolan, favorite book. Any book you're reading right now? <clears throat> um, right now I'm reading the uh Ender's Game series. Um so that's what I've got right now. But favorite book of all time. Honestly, one of the best books that I've read for racing and that just helped me is called The Inner Game of Tennis. And it's tremendous. I'd recommend it to pretty much every racer because um, hmm. it's even though they're talking about tennis, a lot of stuff's applicable towards racing. Yeah. That's where racing is such a mental sport. For me, I did play tennis. Um, so I understand it a little bit. Um, there was a guy that I was coaching walking through the track and he loves playing tennis. Um, and so I used some analogy for playing tennis. And he's like, man, this is it made sense to him. Um, so I'd recommend reading that book uh, for any racer out there. What's the name of that book again? The Inner Game of Tennis. The Inner Game of Tennis. I'm going to check it out. I, I'm actually listening to – I like to read, but I listen to a lot of audio books. Um, I'm, I'm listening to Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody keeps telling me what a good book it is. So, um, yeah, I, I'm – I'm listening to that one. I just got done. Dude, Randy Lanier. Have you listened to his yeah. book or read his book? No. Okay. Randy Lanier. So. It's not going to pertain to like motorcycle, right? Nothing's going to help you mentally or, or you could put that, but dude, he was a Indy car driver that smuggled drugs to pay for his, his racing career, bro. Nolan, it's such a good book. It's like, okay, I'm just going to read one more. I'm going to listen to one more chapter. I'm going to listen to one more chapter, but I know I'm 50% done with the book. It's been four hours. I've been having my earphones and just, it's, it's, it's a really good book, man. It's, it's uh yeah, it's uh good, man. I, I like it when people read, I, I tell everybody, man, you can learn 
learn as much as you can, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's good. It's good. So, uh, what's the last movie you watched? The last movie I watched was ironically the other day, uh, the boys in the boat, uh, I'm talking about the, uh, rowing team from the university of yep. Washington. Um, honestly, it was really good. Um, and then like, I haven't watched a movie in so long and I've watched like three in the last two weeks. And the last one before that was probably six months ago. Um, but I watched Ferrari and then Turismo. But honestly, I could kind of go without watching both of those movies. Just because it's sometimes for racing things, people, when it's written by non-racers, it just feels weird. Like I know Patrick Dempsey was involved in the Ferrari movie, but um, they're talking so much about the danger and the speed and the crashes and the this and the that. It's, like, yeah. uh, it's just, I don't know, not why I race. And maybe that's why other people do, but I just yeah. couldn't get into it. No, I, listen, I just, it's funny you said that because I just got done watching Gran Turismo the other day myself. And I, I don't get me wrong, I, I, I grew up playing Gran Turismo. Shit, I still play Gran Turismo on my PS5, right? It's, a, it's an awesome game. But yeah, I felt let down from the movie. I have not watched Ferrari yet. I've been wanting to watch it, but since you said you really didn't like it, I probably won't, won't watch it. I did watch, um, what was the one with Ford? Uh, Ford v Ferrari? Yes, that was good. Yeah, I would agree. I like that one. That yeah, cool. that, that 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 actually was a good one. Uh, dude, Star Wars or Star Trek? I've never watched Star Trek, so I've got to say Star Wars. Good, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm not really a big Star Trek fan. I my, now my brother. So you said your brother's 14 years older. I'm eight years older than my little brother, and uh, yeah, he's the complete opposite of me, right? I'm Star Wars. He's Star Trek. I'm motorcycles. He's Legos. You know, I'm yeah. We're 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 the complete opposite when when it comes to that. Um. Favorite music, Nolan? What's on your playlist um, right now? If you picked up your phone and hit play, what's the song? What are you listening to? Um, I just listen to a lot of rap. I listen to a lot of different stuff, a lot of weird, weird different things, but um listen to a lot of rap like Juicy J. Um Juicy J's my dude. Yeah. Wiz. I like Wiz Khalifa. Um uh a buddy of mine. Well, I've been listening to him for a while. Turn me on to young Dolph. He's dead mm, now, yeah. but yeah, I do like yeah. Young Dolph. It's it's I guess that trap music, right? Some of that trap music is good, man. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. I, I I listen to a lot, man. I listen to a lot of music. I listen, you know, country to shit, Bob Marley, Led Zeppelin, The Doors, you name it. I I like all that stuff, man. I I uh, yeah, it's it's good. It de- it depends on what mood you're in, right, or how you're feeling in the moment on really what it is you, you want to listen to. Um, yeah, absolutely. But my all-time favorite movie besides, like, I'm not pertaining to, like, Faster and Fastest and all that because those are absolutely my favorite. But movie, movie, like, box office, let's go. 300, The Spartans. That's my favorite movie. I love mm. that movie. Such a yeah. good uh, – I guess every time I watch that movie, I, I man, I want to go, you know, wrestle somebody or fight. You really don't want to do that, but it's just that type of mo- movie, right? You're like, yes, yes, yes. Let's go Sparta. It's, it's good stuff, man. Love it. So let me ask you this celebrity crush Nolan. <laughs> uh, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, our girlfriend right now is amazing. I mean, her fifth grade teacher, I'd say probably that's yeah. hundred percent her nice that's that's awesome i uh yeah so i i, I grew up uh sama hayek mm, yeah 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 sama hayek she's uh 
yeah, she's nice. She's nice. Um, and I, like I said, I played tennis some. Well, I tried to play tennis. I try to play golf, but my sport growing up, man, is soccer. I tell all my friends, mm-hmm. I get laughed at, I get picked on, I get fun made of. Oh, you like soccer? That, that's not that's not real football. I'm like, yeah, that is actual the real football. <laughs> Our NFL is not real football. We stole the name from them and named it football, but it's not real football. Which I do watch football, only the Super Bowl. I am an Oakland Raider fan um, just because of Bo Jackson, right? I grew up with Bo Jackson. Come on, man. Bo is my man. Bo knows, right? Uh, Yeah, I I say that again. Nolan, I get the same reaction when I say soccer, just what you just did. Oh, man, I don't know, right? So who's your NFL team? I mean, I'm from Indianapolis. I was going to say the Colts, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's the Raiders. Um, Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, but we're, I mean, we're rivals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I've always been a Indianapolis Colts fan. I like the Bears too for some reason. Um, but I went to I had a <laughs> presentation when I was in elementary school with Chef Saturday, who was our um, uh, center for the Indianapolis Colts. And then ironically, I went to school with his kid in seventh grade. And then Jeff Saturday last year was the interim head coach uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, and I was rooting so hard for that guy. And then we beat the Oakland Raiders, which I was very excited for. Boo! No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the rest of the season kind of went so well, but um, yeah. Listen, we suck. My Oakland Raiders, <laughs> we suck. I'll be the first to say it. I have no shame in it. We just suck, right? But yeah, it's uh, man, I, I don't know. I just uh, I guess once once you once I really like, yes, I was big into football and soccer. Uh, Back then, you know, NFL and soccer. Never was a baseball guy. Did love basketball, of course. Michael Jordan, right? Who, who don't Chicago? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also liked San Antonio Spurs. Um, but um, once I really saw racing on TV, right? Because you know, growing up in in the seventies, late seventies, I was born in seventy seven. There wasn't a whole lot of racing on TV, right? Um, and the only time you've seen any dirt bike racing is you knew somebody that either raced or knew somebody that raced, right? And you'd go with them to the track. So once I, I finally saw my first road race on TV, I was like, wait a minute. This is, yeah. And after that, everything else went real quick, right? Like, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something that uh, it's either in you or it's not, right? It, it's one of those things. Oh, speaking of books real quick, I got to give a shout out to my man, Andy Ibbett. You know Andy mm. Ibbett? Yeah. Okay. He, he's a good man of mine. This is his brand new book just come out. He actually had him on a podcast. He told me he'd send me a copy. I have not had a chance to read it yet, but I'm really looking forward to uh, getting in that book. I, I love books. Book, book, I can't even talk right now. Books like that, too, You know, especially on motorcycle races, man. I, I love... I love my favorite part of the interviews when I do interviews is I get to pick your brains outside of motorcycle racing. To me, that's when I find out who Nolan really is, right? Like favorite, favorite food, Nolan, right? We hadn't talked about what's your favorite food. Um, I mean, I'd probably go with pasta. Um, like as a general thing, um, I would like the steaks that I make, not that I'm biased in any means, but, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I pretty much eat anything as long as it's not covered in dairy not spicy and it doesn't move. So, um, other than that, I'll pretty much eat anything. I got you. So, so, uh, I cannot stand sauerkraut. Absolutely out mm. of that. Um, I love steak too, but I like mine medium. So I do like mine mm. pink. Right. Um, 
and yeah, I like to cook. I like pasta too, but I like fish. Fish to me, seafood's probably one of my besides Mexican, right? Who don't like Mexican food? I mean, Mexican food is just awesome. But I do yeah. love spice. I am a spice guy. Yeah. So uh you ever watch the hot ones on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, where the guy interviews. Uh, yeah, so I got the last by the last dab. And yeah, I eat that quite a lot. It's uh yeah, it's it's hot. I ain't gonna lie, it's 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 got some spice to it. Um, but it's it's good, it's got really good flavor. Um yeah, it's good stuff, man. Spice. So cheat meals. Do you have any like cheat meals since you're the champion? You're like, dude, I'm going out, eat me a, two bacon double cheeseburgers from Wendy's today. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't really have anything that off the top of my head. I'm like, that's what I eat. The one thing that I've got that's kind of like that is like I drive our truck and trailer to the races this year. Um, I mean, I've done it the last number of years. Um, so it's a lot of time spent driving and if I was somewhere far away and we had a good weekend, the one thing that I'd always go to is Sour Patch Kids and Chex Mix. Um, I love Sour Patch Kids. Dude, that's my weakness, bro. And I, I'm the type of person where I, like, I try not to eat sugar, especially processed sugar, right? Because uh, it's so bad for you. But, dude, Nolan, if I'm around you and you got Sour Patch Kids, I'm like, can I get some of those, please? Yeah, I'm like you. It's something about a Sour Patch Kid. It's just it's soft. It's chewy. It's It's good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I eat pretty clean most of the time. That's the nice thing. It's cooking my own food. It's yeah. uh, able to see everything that goes into it. Um, yeah. So during the weekend, it's being uh, mindful of what I eat after the weekend's done. And I've got to drive 16 hours back home from wherever. It's like, all right, do something else. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I feel it. It, 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 it also... Um helps in, in everyday life, right? Eating clean, eating good. And it's something that I didn't start doing until uh, about three years ago. Um, dude, I weighed like 270 pounds, bro. I was a fat ass, no bullshit. So I was like, dude, you know what? I'm tired. I can't even see my toes no more, right? So I, I completely changed my diet, watched what I ate, no fast food, no junk food. No, I didn't grow up on soda anyway. So I, I didn't, cause I got, I got bad ADHD, so when I was little, they wanted to put me on Ritalin, and my parents were like, fuck no. So they changed all my shit. Like, I didn't have Kool-Aid. Don't get me wrong, on my birthdays, I'd get Dr. Pepper and cupcakes and all that, right? But on the daily, no, it was cucumbers and carrots and salad, homemade salad dressings, you know, stuff like that. And, yeah, it did change. Uh, it helped me with the ADHD. Right. Um, but of course, you know, you get older and I'm fast food this cause life happens nine to five job. It's easier to buy this and do that. And then yeah. Next thing you know, you're fat. Right. And I'm like, dude, I got to, uh, yeah, I got to shed this pounds, man. So I just, I changed my diet, man. And, uh, it, it's helped me out a lot. Like I'm almost to the point now to where I can almost be a full fledged vegetarian. And I ain't said that. Okay. I have not said that publicly, but yeah, I could, I could really be a, a vegetarian, um, like substitute a lot of meat with like big mushrooms and stuff. Um, cause I love, you know, vegetables, you know, all that stuff, asparagus, it's, it's all good. So man, I'm glad you yeah. like to cook, man. Cooking's cooking's fun. I like to cook. I get an enjoyment out of it. I really do. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm cooking some hot wings tonight for dinner. That's I'm homemade ranch dressing. Yeah, man. It's, Good stuff, man. Good stuff. No one, dude. We we've been at this for an hour already. It only seems like we just got started. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, we're glad to come on. It's nice to talk about the team. Nice to talk about me. Nice to talk about racing. I enjoy racing overall, and um, being able to get more more stuff out. I think being able to humanize things, kind of as you said, is really important and show kind of what we're 
doing behind the scenes and um, what all it takes to do racing, to go racing, to do all the events and um, win a championship like we did this past year. Absolutely, man. It's um, listen. It's 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 like my mom always said. It takes a village to raise a kid. It takes a village to raise one racer, right? So you got a full fledged team, and it helps that you know you're involved. Your dad's involved. Your whole family's involved, and that's that speaks volumes of how close you guys are, a family, and it shows out on the track, right? Because you're relaxed. It's it's uh, you pretty much know what everybody's thinking, right? It's I'm pretty sure you can come in and and look at your dad and your dad's like, okay, I need to change this. Right. Um, yeah, but that's good to have, right? Look, look, look at this. This is my wife. Hey, Hey, what is up wifey? Yes. And she's right over here and literally in, in the other room. That's awesome. I love you, babe. Um, and then Andrew Gower says no one likes pizza. Oh yeah. 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 So are you a pineapple on your pizza guy? Not really. I mean, I love pizza every once in a while. I had it. I was at the GNF um, and I was coaching a guy on the uh, Thursday um, and we did the endurance race on Friday. So then after that, I was kind of done for the weekend. Um, I think we had a pizza then with Kevin Horney, which is cool. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I'm, not, I'm definitely not eating a pizza on a race weekend. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I love pizza. I ain't gonna lie. I try not to eat. I don't order pizza, right? I don't order it from, the joints i make it myself so i, I like non bread you like non bread yeah yeah okay so that's what i make my pizza out of oh okay yeah and it's so good it's it's uh it's you know and that's another thing i try to do too is cut out breads right um it's just a learning process as you go look at the rmz look at that that is awesome have fun thanks andrew you have fun too homie we got to get you back on soon no one stepped off screen for a minute. He'll be back in one second. But yeah, man, this is 2024. I can't believe we're already in the new year. It's been it's it's been a crazy year last year. Let's see. We're just waiting on no one to come back. Man, so what do you guys think, man? Noah's Nolan's a legend, dude. Proper dude, bro. Champion. Moto America 2023. I have a feeling he'll back it up again this year, and I really look forward to it. Nolan's very cool, very approachable. Uh, so if you guys make it to any Moto America races, I highly suggest you guys go out there and uh, go say hi to Nolan and, and show, show him your, his support. He actually uh, He disappeared from, from the broadcast. I'm sure he'll be back here, here in a second. Hang on. Jarrett, what is up, my man? Here we go. Boom. There he is. Howdy. What is going on? Welcome to Pin the Gas, everybody. We got Nolan in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome, man. But, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah I, I like Indian food, too. Indian food's really good. But the last time I ate Indian food, I said, the guy was like, how spicy you want? I said, make it as spicy as you can. And he looked at me oh, like, gosh, dude, dude, no, he looked at me like this white boy over here. Cause he immediately walked over and started talking. They all looked right and laughed, bro, man. I was eating. I got about six bites into it. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. Something's really wrong. It was so hot. I couldn't even finish eating my food. I don't and know. That says I mean, a lot. You say that that's like a challenge. It's. 
it was yeah it was right so the um the spiciest food i ever ate was uh i did that death nut challenge at 13 million scoville peanuts um yeah won't do that again i can do it but it wasn't fun it won't do it again absolutely not no sir but yeah so uh bmw next year um what made you decide on, on racing the bmw versus like a zx10 or an r1 the thing for me is this past couple of years i've been racing with tomwood power sports they've got a handful of different dealer locations all across the midwest they have a handful of bmw locations and um that was a path that we kind of went down we've got um they're opening up a new BMW location down in Kentucky. They've got one here in Indianapolis, and they've got one up in Minnesota. Um, I'm the first racer they've ever had, so we've been working on developing the program. Um, and BMW's been a cool partner for us the last couple of years and figuring out how we can um, take things and make it go forward. Yeah, dude, it's such a beautiful bike, too. Every time I see that BMW, I'm like, oh, my God, it looks so good, right? Except it, – it, <laughs> What's that one model they got? The the MS one thousand, the the one with the with the full carbon fiber. Man, that thing is gorgeous. Yeah, drop dead gorgeous. Every time I see it, I'm like, you know, how do you feel about the wings being on motorcycles? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, I'm the one riding the bike, so it doesn't really matter what my opinion is. Um, because it's going to be the same for everyone else. Yeah. Some people have super strong opinions on it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it was good. Um, like in 2016, 2017, when stuff wasn't so developed as what it is now, but I don't know, there's natural development cycles for everything. And people always want to go back to what we had five years ago, 10 years ago, because that's what they've known. Um, we know what it is and we don't know where we're at now. So it's easy to say, I don't like where it's at now just because, um, we're still figuring things out in five years from now, somebody's going to say they wish it was how it was in 2023. Um, everybody's got their own thing. Um, I just like riding bikes and do the best we can with whatever we got. I love it. I, every answer is like, I don't care. I just focus on my motorcycles and racing and winning. That's it. I love it, dude. That is, yeah, that's proper. It's, it's awesome. Nolan. It's awesome. And it, it's, it's so I assume the team's going to stay same structure structure next year. I think so. Working on different things. And, um, the biggest thing is getting the the funding in for the team, being able yeah. to uh, progress stuff forward. Um, some of the different people that we were racing against last year. Um, I don't try and compare myself to these other people just because we've got our situation and what we can do. Of course. Um, I'm really proud of the stuff that we did this past year and it's seeing how we can take it further, whether it's doing the exact same thing that we've done these last couple of years, whether it's moving to another situation. Um, I don't know, trying to keep all the options open. Um, and just see whatever makes the most sense uh, from the business side and then racing as well. Yeah. What um, What's it like going out to seek sponsorship? You know, that's something I've never done. And I get people tell me all the time, dude, on your podcast, you need to go out and seek sponsorship. But, dude, I would have no idea even to begin how to even do anything like that, right? So if anybody's out there listening, or like, let's say a young racer's going to watch this or listen to this later, what advice do you have for them as far as trying to seek some type of sponsorship? The biggest thing is you, there's got to be some value going back. Um, racing, if it was 2004, you could get away with putting a logo on the bike and that's um, they'd get the value from it. Stuff's different nowadays, and you've got to find different ways you can provide that value back. And different people have different ways they want things, their values, um, 
what they think is valuable is different for each person. So it's not going out and sending 500 emails that you copy paste to every single person because each business is different. If you were to try and talk to a shipping company versus talking to an eatery, like a, um, like a restaurant of some kind, they're two totally different things. Um, whether you're going after someone huge or not, um, there isn't some secret pill. There's, there was a book, um, motorsports marketing and sponsorship. That's a pretty good book. Um, kind of lays out different things. What I've learned has just been through trial and error. Uh, I've got some good friends who've helped me along the way, giving me advice and different things. Um, my guy, Alex, um, talked to the guy, Eddie, a few years ago and all of those things, Chuck, um, all those things are really helpful and being able to know more at the end of the day, basically the one thing you have to focus on is you have to get some value back. Um, and figuring out what is valuable to that person. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I say this quite often on the podcast. It seems like, uh, since social media has really taken off right before, you know, we had MySpace and now it's Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's almost like you got to have a strong social media presence, right. Uh, to be considered, especially with certain sponsorships. Right. Uh, I think that's one way, maybe they, they, they look at it too. Like, well, how many followers do you have? Like how many people are going to see, you know, our products or, and you're right back, back in the day, you could just be like, Hey, give me a thousand dollars and I'll put your little sticker right here on my helmet or whatever. They'd be like, yeah, cool. You know, here you go. Glad to help. You know, it's a tax write off for me anyway, you know, um, in, in, in the future, uh, I see great things, Nolan, for you, for sure. Uh, super fast obviously champion can't wait to to cheer you on in 2024 to back up that number one plate uh so uh, at, at the end of 2024 do you plan on going to a different class or is this a class you plan on staying in for a while i don't know um i'd like to be able to progress my career further and see however that might need to go um whether it's staying in stock thousand or whether it's going up a super bike or whether it's doing something else i don't know um I love to be able to race super bikes uh, and just take it further. Yeah. Yeah. Super bikes are proper class, but you know, with super bikes, I, I, I have no idea what it costs to, to, to run your class. I, I got a fair idea as far as junior cup, cause I'm friends with others guys. So, but I couldn't imagine, you know, the cost that it is for, for especially you right in your family, but you guys make it, man, you guys make it work. And it's a beautiful thing to see a family in racing. Cause you don't see that all a lot these days. Right. Um, in the lower classes you do, but getting to where, you know, all in the upper classes, it's all, you know, different people around you than, you know, your mom and dad actually helping you out in, in the pits all the time, which I love to see that stuff. It's a, it's an old school proper way of racing too that way. You know, it, yeah. it, it is, it really is. And, you know, I, I'm sure, uh, I thought about asking this earlier, like your dad being a drag racer, did any of that actually transition, uh, into road racing for, from his drag racing, building drag bikes? Um, kind of. Um, I mean, my dad drag raced for fun, um, built bikes for fun. It wasn't anything crazy. Just going down to the yeah. club track once or twice a year. I don't know exactly. Um, it has been funny because he would look back at some stuff that he did kind of years ago versus what we do now. And he's like, man, I can't believe I built bikes this way just knowing how we do stuff now. He's like, man, um, not that it was bad, but he's like, it's just stuff has changed so much. Yeah. Um, for him, he was able to make some changes and stuff when I was younger. Cause like I was racing a kick 65 and I was 
<laughs> too short for it. So he built me these uh, foot peg risers uh, and stuff like that was cool. Yeah, that is cool, man. That is cool. So do, do, do you do you watch like MotoGP or World Superbike or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, I watch most of the stuff. Who's your favorite rider in GP? Um, I don't know. I mean, I really like uh, Digia lately. Um, and it's been cool to see him progress through everything. Um, I don't really necessarily have a favorite racer because I don't know these guys. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard because sometimes people get so attached to a person um, when they've never met him a day in their life. Yeah. So um, I like Digia. Um, Becco's cool. Martin is cool. Um, I don't know. I just enjoy the good racing. Yeah, I, I do too. Listen, you, you just said something that, that hit home. You, you, you get attached to a rider and you never even met him before, right? That very few. And, and if you do get to meet him, it's you consider yourself lucky. I'm standing next to a god, right? Obviously, everybody knows to me that was Valentino Rossi. Obviously, I named my son and Nikki Hayden, right? Um, yeah. fortunately, I did meet Nikki Hayden a bunch of times, got helmets and you know, all that autographed. His dad, Earl, was awesome, Tommy and Roger. Of course, but Valentino, right? He was that uh unobtainium. Uh I met him first time in 05. Man, I felt like this little kid, bro. Like I couldn't even speak. And I've never had that happen. I'm like, oh, just held my helmet, just held it out like, please sign my helmet, you know. Uh and then I ended up fortunately every MotoGP race I've ever been to, up until the last one when he retired, I actually met him and got something signed, right? Um, but I find myself knowing that uh I'm in the same situation, man. After he retired, and of course, what what you know, Nikki's situation. My other favorite rider was uh sorry, it's this way, it was Marco Simicelli. I got a big old mm. obviously tattoo of Marco. Met him too. Um, but now I'm like you, man. I there's a lot of people that I like and respect as far as racing. It's hard for me to have a favorite, favorite, um, especially in MotoGP. Um but I'm like you, man. I like Jorge Martin. Obviously, I think that Jorge Martin, and I'm going to say it now, he's not going to be with Ducati in 2025. I, I think he's going to be the first rider this year to jump ship from, mm. from Ducati. Um, yeah, I like yeah, I, I like a, a, a lot of those guys. Chris Gladden, what is up, my man? Um, World Superbike, obviously, my man Jules. Cool Jules is a huge Top Rack fan. I mean, who don't like Top Rack? I like Top Rack, too. His, his front-end riding style on that bike is like no other, right, Nolan? He, it's it's uh, And I'm it really interested to see how he's going to do on the BMW. Of course, everybody is, too. Um, yeah, and then, of course, I always said it, BSB is, is my favorite. And did you know you can watch BSB for free? You don't have to pay for anything. And it's something BSB does that I think everybody should do. You can go to bennettsbritishsuperbike.com and boom, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's cool. Yeah, I watch stuff on YouTube on yeah. the bicycle trainer pedaling away. Yeah, right, pedaling away. Just, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome, man. I used to ride all the time uh, bicycles until somebody stole my bike. Um yeah, I just hadn't bought another one because it's just hard for me to say $2,500 for another mountain bike, right? Versus, yeah. yeah, buying some tires and stuff for my track bike and or my RC51 or whatever, man. It's, it's, uh, but man, I, I, I do love uh, a pedal bike. They, they are a lot of fun. Um, it's good stuff, man. But Nolan, listen, dude, it's been an honor to have you on this podcast. I would love to be able to do this again with you this year for sure. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely set something up. It's it's uh, 
I had a lot of fun. I hope you had a lot of fun. I hope all the listeners yeah. did too. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they did. Um, is there anything you would like to say before before we close out? Like, uh, where can people find you on social media? Do you do, does Nolan have a club, Nolan, to where people can, uh, like a, a lot of my mates out there in Europe, they have like a like my man Jake Marsh right here. He's got a club 45, right? You you pay mm. for 45 pounds, you get you know a shirt or a signed hat or something, right? And they use that to help you know, fun their, their, their racing. Of course. Uh, maybe that's, that's something cool. we should have a club Nolan man a club. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Boom. And all the proceeds go to you and yeah. BMW. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool. Um, it's, I don't have that right now. Um, I do have shirts for sale on my website and things like that are always helpful. Um, yeah. Nolan Amkin racing.com. I don't know. It's, uh, cool to see everything growing um and stuff like that's a good good idea i've seen some stuff before there was one racer who talked about it quite a bit um but always working on different things and maybe that's something to incorporate this year um yeah i mean yeah. It's, it, it, it's free it's easy i mean you you got you already got merch right so you just yeah you just whatever man like, like i said you pay uh well you're number one now so it wouldn't be a dollar right <laughs> but yeah you would just come up with whatever 50 bucks get a hat a shirt i'll personally sign it you know and all the proceeds go go to help with tires or gas or food or all, all, all that good stuff and and i think it's a way to get more more people or, or maybe uh their name on your bike yeah yeah right? it's, uh, some those fan clubs i think are cool um and yeah looking at doing some different stuff this year and be be a cool thing to incorporate Super excited for this upcoming year. Thankful for all the people who helped to support me, all the fans. Uh, it's cool seeing everybody across the across all the different races. Thankful for Visit Indiana, Tom Wood Power Sports, RNG. Um, they're all all really cool. Speaking of other English companies talking about English things, um, RNG and EBC Brakes are two people from England, and they've helped me out tremendously. Um, and it's cool to have the support and the help from people within the industry helping all their different racing series come along. Yeah, it's a, it's uh it is it really is. So listen, dude, Nolan, I'm serious, dude. If you if you do the club, you let me know because I'm definitely gonna sign up for sure, 110. Yeah. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing you. And I'm, I'm gonna try to. Uh, you're not going to Daytona this year, are you? I don't believe so. No. Yeah. Um. I'll be at. Michael, uh, just a fan. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm gonna try. I've never been to the to the Daytona 200 race, so I'm trying to go. Uh, be me, my dad, uh, my son, and my wife, and then. I'll be in Atlanta, so I'll see you in Atlanta. And then, of course, I'm going to make Jersey again at the end of the year. So hopefully uh, the weather will hold up. Hopefully the, the new paved track is is decent, right? Uh, yeah. Now, now is, is that something, since they, they paved the track, do, do Moto America give you the option to – like, do you have any testing restrictions, Nolan? We don't have any restrictions, no. The The biggest restriction is just uh, finances. Um, yeah. There were people this year who were able to go and test at Brainerd before we ever went there. Um, and for us, the first time we were on track was on track Friday morning. Um, we can do different stuff, and that's where we're working on some of these different things to uh, do more, uh, be able to provide that back to the team. Obviously, it's um, putting everything I can into the team, and if we can go and do more testing, do more stuff, um, it's beneficial for all the people on board too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you're not going in blind, you know, you know, a pretty much a base setup and gearing and suspension settings, you know, all that uh, stuff that, that, that goes along with it. I can see where it could be tricky. Um, do you have like any major big setup changes going from track to track? Like, you know, we're just going to turn this bike upside down and, 
and just go at it? Or is it fairly like once you have a good base set up through the year, basically it's like a couple clicks there, a couple clicks there, rebound, compression and all that, or stiffer springs, softer springs, of course. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is finding a good base setup. Um, we don't do stuff drastically different. Um, working my crew chief, Dustin Mater. Um, we also worked with Steve Weir this past year as well from the electronic side and helping with the overall chassis setup. Um, there's individual tweaks and stuff that we would do, but uh, the nice thing is once you find a base setup, you generally don't stray too far from it. Um, yeah. It's a still a motorcycle at the end of the day. That's uh, right. And it's you're not needing to turn it upside down. Yeah. It, a motorcycle is a tool. It's just how you use it, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, but, you know, w- once you got a, a good base setup too, it's, it's, it makes it fairly easier, right? Cause you don't have to do so much change setups and get the feel and, yeah, all that good stuff. I could see where that would be, uh, put a monkey in, in the whole wrench with that. Happen. Look, look who it is. Look, this is my son, Rossi, right here. You going to say what's up to Nolan, Rossi? Hi. Hi. What you got on your phone? Are you watching me on your phone? Oh, anyway. Yeah, Nolan, this is Rossi. Yeah, did you did you see Rossi this year at Jersey? Was he with I don't remember. me? He's probably with Yondell running around like a fool. Yeah? All right. I was his brother because Yondell was everywhere. He yeah, that, 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 that's right. That That's something that I did have, have to tell Rossi. You know, I'm like, look, he's got a job. Yondell's got a job to do. So when he's in the pits, let him – and his team do his thing. And then after, dude, they're two peas in a pod, riding their dirt bikes. And, yeah, it's uh, good stuff, man, good stuff. I love seeing that, how uh, they are with kids, right? I think it, I think it's good. Plus, it brings uh, more, more kids into the sport. I, that's something I try to do is uh, bring somebody new to the races that's never seen the race. Even they they see it on TV, Nolan, I want to bring them there in real life, physically get to smell the smells. Hear the sounds in real life, not TV, right? Be able to meet the riders. Like, who you want to meet? I want to go meet them. Let's go, right? Let's go do it. You know, it's it's uh, it's good stuff. What? Playing with my knife. <laughs> He's getting right here. Y'all see this live on TV? My boy's got a knife. So if anything happens, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. That's hilarious. But anyway, listen, Nolan, I, I don't want to keep keep you too much longer. We're an hour and 30 into this almost. And uh, like I said earlier, it's been an honor. It was an honor to meet you in Jersey. The champ is in the house. First one in 2024, man. Awesome. Uh, looking forward to, to, to the season this year. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Looking forward to having you back on again. Um, I would just like to say thank you for everybody uh, that always watches and likes. I appreciate it. Um, everybody that watches, if you guys ended up missing this, this will be out on Spotify and everywhere else tomorrow. Um, and so I'll, I'll tag you in and I'll personally send you all the links to it too. So, but yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody tuning in and uh, yeah, until next time uh, I'm Chris, the show Simcoe, my man, Nolan Lampkin, the legend, the champ. 2023 yes i can't wait looking forward to it in 2024 and uh yeah i'll see you around bud i appreciate it yeah thanks for having me on it's cool um grateful everyone out there and thank you chris oh dude you're very welcome just stay on with, with one second nolan hang on